right. Hello, everyone. It is episode 142 of Hotline League, and boy, golly gee, has it been a hype week of plans, the best plans we've ever had to date in all of history. And you can tell how exciting it is based off of Mark's expression right now. He is pumped <laughs> after those games. He's just is so enthusiastic. I can't wait. <sighs> you I at least act excited on the dive. You you made us delay. We I announced that this was going to happen on Wednesday. Then you say, oh, I can't do it Wednesday because of the dive. Psych, double booked. Then when you start the show, you are... You're, you won't fix your webcam, and you fix seem my webcam. unenthusiastic. I fixed my webcam. What's wrong with my webcam? Okay, you just seem unenthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, compare who I'm working with on the dive with 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 you here. I mean, how could I not be more enthusiastic? There we go. Don't, the don't talk about Raz. There we have it. Um, wow. Can you tell me about why your background has changed for the fifth time in as many weeks? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm back out in the living room, but I just have it angled towards this way instead of into the. Oh, room. Did you, did you just they move? got Mark sleeping in the living room. <laughs> God sleeping, damn. Right? All right, it, I'm not sleeping. Yet. <laughs> it's all gonna work out, okay? <laughs> I'm respecting the work home life balance. All right. Um. All right. What was I gonna say, Mark? I don't know. How was your week? Uh, it's pretty good. Um. I'm playing gotcha games. I wanted something I could I could run in the background while I I uh, watch World. <laughs> uh, so I've been I've been watching that. There you, there go. you go. All right, and uh, so that's my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. By the way, for those that don't know, there we uh, I'm also going to introduce Raz, who is returning the show. Uh, you were on very frequently, but you were desperate. No, you've been doing a great job on the broadcast. How wow. you been? What's up, world? Yeah, you. I'm Travis Scott, and this is my McDonald's order. <laughs> Follow me. Here's my quarter pounder with lettuce, pickles, onions, and cut. <laughs> what is on the cactus jack burger? Anyways, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I have no idea. I've yeah, never that's had the Twitch ad that I've seen will. a million times, you right? Started it, you, the way you started that made me think you actually knew what it was. So I was like, wait, so what is it? I have no clue. <laughs> I think he dips the French fries in the barbecue, right? I've seen this Twitch ad a million times, so <laughs> Yes he does. Yes he yeah. does. And they have they've infiltrated my ad block. I can no longer stop it. Travis Scott is invaded. The way, well, speaking... I, the way I ad block is I take my headset off and close my eyes. Speak... <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of infiltrating ad block, uh thank you to Alienware and DraftBuff for sponsoring this episode of Hotline League. We're going to talk more about them later, but really quickly, I just want to say right now, uh, you can get a gifted sub to this channel by uh, the link that I just put in the chat. Uh, it's over on news.draftbuff.com. I think you can see the article there, but basically you just join one of my brackets or draft royales, and then you find three friends and make another of uh, your own leagues. They're also hanging out. We have a draft buff chat in the Discord, the Travis Gafford Discord, discord.tg slash Travis Gafford. No, it's just slash Travis. And uh, and you can go talk to them. They're hanging out in the draft buff chat right now on Discord. So go go say hi. Get a get a free gifted sub. Have a good time. Uh no, Rez, I mean, so first off, great job yep. doing all this casting and on the broadcast. I think I've I've really, really enjoyed it. I don't tell don't tell Kobe, but you and Flowers right now are <clears throat> competing for my favorite casting duo. Oh shit. He's literally the next door to you. 
Travis, calm down. So to be a bit of a downer, Kobe wasn't casting. So your favorite casting deal right now is a bit of a, a one of those like sneaky underhanded compliments. Yeah, there so, we go. Yeah. I'm just I I'm just saying it's been really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I think I was rusty at the very beginning because I haven't like casted in a year's time. So like that was that. Um, but it's always fun casting with flowers. Like I mean, I can't say that because like the, I've literally only last time I guess I casted with flowers. There was um, his on his stream, like the the random cast we would do that he was just kind of marathoning for a little while there, and then all those also like the practice cast that we were doing way 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 back like 2017 2016 around there. Um, but the man's hilarious. I love him. Good friend of mine. Um, and it's I think this is my first cast in an international event. And, um, which is a little weird. <laughs> it's like, because um, every time I go to a World or MSI, I've been on analyst desk. So first time I'm able to do it. And it was a great experience. Are you are you going to be doing more or were you just doing plans? Uh, just plans. So I'll be on AD or um, the cool down show for the rest uh... of the <sighs> Tell me how you really feel. Travis. I would like more you to cast more. I am upset that yeah, you're not I, casting more. You said you're you're rusty, but I actually thought I mean, at least in terms of like fun and like having a good This is way you, better you than your really old good. casting. What did you just say, Travis? I'm complimenting no, what, you. What the hell? You say you're rusty, what? this is better than you've ever been. Oh, I see how it is. Mm -mm. I'm not gonna let that shit fly. <laughs> but thank you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. I mean I think what's what's cool is that you 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 definitely approach it in a very different way than any of the other casters uh, at Worlds do, and they all have their great styles, right? But like, I I think most would not. I've I've played the clip a bunch, and I I now have done like a funny edit of it. But you like in outrage over the observer, uh, oh yeah, thing yeah. or whatever. Like it's just so good. Like, and I think a lot of uh, other LCS casters would, or LEC or whoever, would try to go along with it. And so I love that clip is great. I mean, obviously you're like freaking out on it, but flowers just like trying no, to, we're going ahead. yeah, we're just moving on. It's happening. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> He's just like trying to calm you down to keep you moving and you are uh, just losing your shit. It's so great. Yeah. Like, I mean, one thing I love about flowers, it, it's like whenever I have, um, flowers are really smart about like kind of knowing the balance. And for me, I, I kind of, it, the balance is really important. Because he was, if he was also outraged, then I'd be like, "All right, well, let's dial this back." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because someone obviously has the the power Play through ahead of yeah. it, but like, uh, you know, there's a trust fall that definitely exists there, which is what makes all duos great. That's that's why I love the mom and dad cast in the LEC. Like, they're fantastic. They understand each other to a, an insane degree, uh, which makes it enjoyable there. Um, and funny enough, like any person, by the way, that quick shot casts with, automatically looks like a god. Like. Cajal's amazing. I'm not saying anything about him, but I think uh, Quickshot and Cajal were a fantastic duo, uh, and I don't think they've ever casted before, like, yeah. together. I so think, so Cajal cast before. I don't know if he cast with Quickshot or not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 don't I wouldn't think, be able to say. I don't think Quickshot was in E-Masters, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and so, like, I, I, I mean, King, Quickshot is probably, like, the best caster right now in terms of his craft, and I know um, Cajal is such a damn fun person to listen to and has a great amount of insight as well like um so all in all duos are a great thing and we still have yet to have listened to atlas and ls on the international stage and i'm sure that's going to be fantastic too well i yeah it's been it's been really fun to hear you guys i actually did an interview with cadrel that people should go check out and where i literally try to poach him to become a lcs casting personality 
Um, but he, I, he, I really enjoyed. It's the first time I ever talked to him, and it, it was really uh, great to chat with him. I think he has really good insight, and was just a pleasure to have the conversation with. So people can go check that out. Mark, you, you look like you're deeply engaged in something. What's? Uh, I'm just reading Reddit, Reddit thread comments. Stuff. Oh, trying to find stuff for us to talk about in the show. That would be a Discord comment. I was, I was reading Reddit. Oh. S M H. Travis, where do you hire these people? I'll say this. I feel like a lot of the the takes right now are like a little uh trying a little too hard. Oh, like, like yeah, uh, all NA teams are getting out of groups <laughs> and T. Well, let's okay. So let's talk about you as stinky bums. Because I am I'm a little worried right now. So first off, wait. Let me look at. Let me find Raz's predictions because he tweeted them out earlier. Okay, there we go. They're not really surprising predictions either. I think the only ones people had uh, an opinion against was like... The I think G2 they're pretty offensive. Second. What? I'm offended that you find it offensive. You think I care? Get him. Sorry, I know this is very bright, everyone. Um, you use light mode? No, I don't. You. This is... this is uh, I'm, I'm importing the web page scene. You. Go look I at any... Screenshot I have I make of anything ever. You'll Ew. see it's dark mode. I'm importing the browser source into XSplit, Ew. which loads it as default. That's why I'm logged out. You I think less like, of you. Raz is trying to deflect right now from the fact that he has no North American teams making it out of this region. <laughs> All right, for making our groups. Yeah, I'm glad that you're pulling his up and not mine. Because uh, uh, do you have the same? Uh, let me look at this real quick. I think I have the exact same. Oh yeah, yeah, I have the exact same. Oh, there we go. <sighs> there we have it, Travis. Is that a good uh, or a bad? That could go either way. That, he uh, just realized he's about to get the same level of interactions as he did when he had like Kelsey and uh, Hysterics just shitting on NA. No, because okay, so so like I'm glad that we're talking about this now um, because I think there's this weird thing that keeps happening. We before plans, there was just all this sentiment that like North America sucks. Blah 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 blah. Then we do okay in plans. Actually, we do good in plans, but like they're still plans. So who can ever say that they do great in plans? And then all the now the pendulum is swinging. Like wow, North America is amazing. So first off, there were a lot of like LCS fans I think who were celebrating us doing well in plans. When in my opinion, that should be the expectation. I think it's great. Look, I'm happy that TL looks like they're playing confidently. That they were Are you just copying our, their group. Our our take on the dive. No, the first Mark, because I was told, I told you two days ago that this Here would be go. my take. And then you know what you did? You scheduled the dive on top of Hotline League. <laughs> and so then the dive goes first because I accommodate you and move to the next day. And so when you try to tell me that I'm copying your fucking show that you do with Riot Games and all those posers who are too cowardly to do their show live, I think it's bullshit. Travis, why is the dive take priority? Is it because it's a, a superior show? Is no. that is that the okay? It's because they probably uh, pay Mark more. Anyway, I all I'm saying is, uh, I do not think that other analysts and other regions low expectations should be our high bar. And so whenever we do well in plans, and everyone expects us to like just be shit in general. And this like revisionist history that we just never make it out of groups. It's frustrating to me that I see everybody like cheering, like, oh, we did it, everyone. We got out of plans. 
again, I'm happy that TL did well. I am happy that they looked confident. That gives me more hope than I would have normally for groups. And the people that are at that level, fine. I just don't want everybody to be like, holy shit, we're gods. Or, yeah. holy shit, we actually did it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so that's what we talked about in the dive a little bit. Uh, just, like, how weird it was to see the pendulum swing back. Like, the only reason people might have thought poorly of us for play-ins was they just had such a weirdly negative perception of NA as a whole anyways. Like, uh, I think if you watch TL for the summer split, like, why would they Why would they do poorly in play-ins? Like, they're, they they have individually very strong players who are mechanically good. They have very sturdy drafts. They never lose. Like, the, you can out-draft TL, but you actually have to try to do that. Like, TL won't int drafts almost ever. Like, well, their drafts are almost always fine. They're predictable, so you can get some good matchups. But, like, their comps will always work well. They'll always scale. They'll be good comps. And so, like, these teams actually are going to have to go out there and beat T- Team Liquid. And, yeah, it's best of ones, but they're good in best of ones because they play safe and sturdy, and they're good laners. So, like... Why would they? Why would they lose to to playing teams um, when they, when they're so stable? It was it was weird. Uh, I thought that you know, I see not you points. Mad Lions is going to give them a better better run for their money. I thought it'd be close between those two for one two. But once yeah. Mad Lions laid a turret, it was like, all right, well, there you go. And and I think people then, like you're saying, getting really hot on Team Liquid after that. I was like, wait, that was we were never worried about plans. Who was worried about plans? We're worried about like being yeah. SOFM and. Wonder and Yankos and Caps and like all the the beasts who are legitimately some of the best players in the world waiting in groups. We were not worried about no offense, legacy <laughs> and super massive. You know, like th- those were not the teams I was sweating about. So that we beat them, I'm not like. I think the thing that we do deserve credit for and that people should be happy about is seeing the other four seeds struggle, really struggle, and North America not struggling at all. Um, like. I do think we deserve credit for that because yeah. other other teams did for major regions. It wasn't like all, all of it was a cakewalk. And so the fact that NA booty blasted people is good. And I think that deserves credit, but I don't think that should change your perception of Team Liquid. That should change your perception of Mad Lions and L, uh, uh, LGD. Yeah. Uh, the pawnbroker in chat says, yep, it's not about beating analysts' low expectations of the LCS. It's about calling out how wrong they were. And so I, I, oh, I think well, that's, that's fair. That's, yeah, that one's that one for sure. I think it's I think it's more the people who who flopped to now be like, "Damn, they're good." And it's yeah, like, yeah. did you not watch playoffs where Tactical so, was like popping off? So I guess if it sounds like I am, like, saying, "Hey, we shouldn't get super excited about how well we did in plans, but also we shouldn't say that we're the best ever." It's because, you know, I do think we are probably like the truth lies somewhere in the middle, and that like we are going to be we're going to struggle to be as competitive as some of these other regions i feel like they've always had a bit of an edge on us but i do think that there's a very good chance like for instance i think mark and raz you if assuming you guys both have the same predictions i think that it, what is interesting is you guys both have uh all three lck teams making it out of groups whereas part of the reason why i am less likely to predict that is because i think lck has underperformed for the past couple of years and I don't know, maybe these teams look great, but if you told me that they do that again, and for instance, their third seed doesn't make it out, Gen G, like that, that would not surprise me. Um, I want to challenge the idea of them underperforming for the yeah. last couple of years, because last year, G2, I felt like were the strongest team coming into the finals. They went up against Damwon in a really competitive quarters, and then they went up against SKT in a really competitive semifinals. 
So it's one of those situations where an insanely strong team that I still believe personally, like that they underperformed within the finals, um, literally just destroyed every LCK team outside for Griffin. And Griffin was a team that just, wow, just once again, was, they were the team that threw the turret out, right? So and, last and, year, I thought they were doing well. And uh, if you just look at group stage before you get into the knockout portion, which is, is fair to say that they, they've been struggling to win best of fives internationally recently, they were number one or number two in their, like all three teams got out. And even in, even in 2018, where they kind of boomed, it was only Gen G that boomed in group stage. The other two teams still got out. Afrika got clapped by C9, which was surprising. And Longju, was it, who played IG? Was super back and forth, if I'm not mistaken. That was Longju, right? Am I thinking of the right team? Uh, or, which or one? KT, excuse me, KT, KT. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, KT played um, uh, a really competitive best of five against the world champions. They played them the closest of anyone at Worlds that year. So, like... I, I agree LCK is not like the monsters that they were before, but they are really good in best of ones for the same reason that I, I was saying I think Team Liquid's really good in best of ones. Like they're all individually really good and they have like s still smarter, like more. I, I don't want to say they're they're slow compared to what they were before. I do think that they've gotten faster, but I don't like, I don't think they take massive, massive risks for their plays compared to how some teams in EU and, and China are, are more down to do that. I just think my prediction would be, uh, I I think I feel comfortable saying that one NA team at least will get out of groups because I think something will go wonky in one of your your groups, and one of them will get out. And like Genji, yeah. I feel like that's part of the reason. So I have I have Fnatic and TSM getting out of Group C, for instance, because I think I don't know. Like if you told me that the LCK third seed somewhat underperforms in their group. And that allows both Western teams to well, get out. Mm. So in the episode with Kelsey that you were comparing this one to about being poop, -poo, I wasn't comparing it, as was. Oh, sorry. Well, whatever. <laughs> I think the percentage has changed because we we're talking like 10%, you know, when we were talking about Team Liquid and, and yeah. TSM and stuff. Like, I feel better now about at least those two because LGD looked bad. I think that they looked a lot better in the knockout stage, but going back to the best of ones, maybe they'll they'll struggle again. But either way, they didn't they didn't look like a serious world's tournament threat at all. Um, so I think that makes group C a little bit more up in the air about what's going to happen there. Uh, and I think group A, I, you know, I'm not saying my, my perception of Team Liquid changed a ton, but I think Sooning, I'm a little less like, I mean, I know they 3-0 LGD twice, so I don't want to read too far into it, but I think maybe maybe I did underrate TL a little bit uh, in the groups, but like I'd still... I, I had them third no matter what. I still have them third. I just think maybe the chance to get out is a little bit better than, than initially uh, given. Um, for me, um, the team that I think has the highest chance from NA to move up would be TL. Because even though I have Sunning as first place, because like that's where I think that the, if they're a consistent team, and I think they're one of the most consistent um because they were on a seven series win streak during the last part of the regular season. Even though they lost towards TES in the playoffs, they were a team that like I felt was the smarter team, like uh, outside of the, obviously TES. Um, like I thought they were a really smart team. Um, I, th I just think that they're a very young and inexperienced lineup in Bin, Huanfang, uh, Angel. And yeah, I think from that aspect, if they're a team that can underperform based off of just like making crazy onstage mistakes versus what is a very veteran lined up like G2 and Team Liquid. Um, 
So like that's a that's an area where I can say if I'm gonna gauge a team kind of fucking up, it would be Suning. But I think Suning, I'm just gonna play some first place because I just think from what I've seen, they're a team to beat. Oh wait, I didn't see that you had Suning first. Actually, that's that's the difference between. That's the only difference I think between yours and mine. I oh, so you have V3 first. first and then Suning yeah. second. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, oh, good. Oh, yeah, and then and then the, the the other one is like I can't say I can't put Gen G outside of the top two because I just think they have such phenomenal players. Ruler is um, just an insane eighty carry right now. I think I have him as the best eighty carry in the tournament. Just getting engaged on every single one of the teams before I make that statement. Yeah, I think I have Ruler as number one. Um, Wait like till that he double if Senna. Travis. <laughs> Peter's uh, Peter sandbagged that shit for months and months mm -hmm. and months to set people at ease. Anyway, sorry, continue. No one's gonna ban it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Genji is just way too strong. I, I enjoy Clid's play BDD. Like there's not gonna be a part two to like the team falling out randomly in group stages that people will remember. Um so yeah, I I think TSM is in a pretty bad spot, even with LGD showcasing a large underperformance. And even, by the way, even when they came back to quote-unquote form in the best of fives, they were up against pretty bad teams in Rainbow 7 and Legacy, and they still had really rough mistakes around major objectives. So, like, I still yeah. have LGD in the bottom uh, bottom half in this group, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely good. feels like after their plans performance, people are not going to be particularly hype about them. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I basically took LGD from second and put them fourth and kept the rest of the group pretty much the same. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I think Fnatic is really volatile in terms of, like, what level they're going to show. Like, they could be really good or they could be booty hole. I think how their regular season was, their playoff forms, to, like, how much that was, like, a couple crutch picks that they had with, like, the Lucian and stuff, uh, you know, and, like, they, the the series versus G2 that was a 3-0 in the finals was both closer and further apart than it looked, <laughs> weirdly enough. Like, they got 3-0'd. They lost the early game pretty consistently, but then they also could have won a bunch of those games with how the mid and late game went. And, like, yeah. Popo's kind of has interesting picks, but can also run it down sometimes, which is also true with Hilly. And, like, but Reckless is really solid. You know, it's like there's so many factors for, for Fnatic that I think can make them... I'm I'm still predicting them to get out, but I I could be totally wrong. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Fnatic goes out and lays an egg. But I don't. I'm not predicting that to happen, but it wouldn't be shocking. Group C is wild. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. But you know what? Group D's nuts. <laughs> um. All right. Shall we start taking callers? Let's do it. Mark, you want to explain how the show works? Yes, this is a live call-in show. If this is your first time watching, you at home, sitting on your chair right now, I'm talking to you. You can get into this show. All you got to do is join the Discord link that I'm stalling to get to, and now they're in, uh, spamming it in Twitch chat right now. Go <laughs> ahead and join Why up. Why don't you just uh, ever spam discord.gg slash Travis? You always get these like custom URLs that expire. Because it, it auto-copy and paste, and I can spam with it better. Continue. Uh, and once you're in there, go ahead and join the Pleb Calls voice channel or Pleb Calls 2 or Sub Calls if you can get in there. Uh, and then in the Pleb Topics text channel, go ahead and type your take, whatever it is that you want to talk about. If I like it, I'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick audio check when it is your turn. Make sure your microphone's working and you sound okay. And then we'll pull you into the on-air room to discuss when, it, when you're ready. 
And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being one. Again, you can become one uh, through the draft buff giveaway. But uh, you also will get access to the subtopics channel, which will allow you to put your topic in there. We actually pull from both those channels, and the sub one obviously moves slower, so it gives you a bit of a chance. Raz is typing to me right now on Discord. You want me to get the first call? <laughs> when, are you, when are you sending to me? I'm going to find out in a second. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Mark is going to go grab the first caller while I, I wait what the secret message is. Oh. Okay, well, we'll have to see how that goes, uh, Raz. I appreciate it. <sighs> Kyle0808, thank you for the five gifted subs at, like, I don't know, what, are you at 500 yet, gifted subs? Some insane number, I can't, I don't even remember. Bob Suvich, thank you for the 17 months. Washi, thank you for the Prime. And Griff, 8 by 3 thank you as well. Looks like we've got our first caller not here yet. I thought that they would be here. Whew. We'll find out. Mark's 720. Up. Oh, my God. Kyle's at 720. I'm sorry, sir, for even possibly believing that you would be at 500 gifted subs. All right, Omniscient is here. Omniscient, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Narragansett, Rhode Island. From Rhode Island. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take is that Plan showed us that best ones are worse than best of anything else. And uh, this applies to groups because groups won't really matter besides for like maybe like an upset, like one upset. And so the quarters is where we will really see who's good and who just got lucky like getting out of groups. And so I think a better format for this would be having best of three in groups and then having the final be a best of seven or have a separate knockout bracket like it did in NA and EU for our playoffs. So so would it be best of three? Everybody, it's a best of three round robin? Uh, yeah, one round robin, best of three. All right, you want me to take this? Yeah, I just like hearing that. Look, I love competitive League of Legends. Here we go. Hearing best of three round robin, it's just it's so many games when you've got sixteen teams yep. in the group stage. It's insane. I hear all year for play-ins, man. Wrap it up and move along to the next stage of the bracket, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I when you said best of seven, I was like, oh no. Ain't nobody wanna see this game seven times. Yeah. And 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 for me, um I, I think what one thing is, just so everyone kind of the one problem from Worlds this year to last year is the fact that there's no Vietnamese team, so they have to make it so everyone's in two groups. And so that means that you don't get to face the same team two times. If you just lose to one team once, then that's it. Like, that's the only thing uh, with it, but that's, that's an unforeseen thing. Um, all I really want to see from teams is just the basic fundamentals and consistency that showcases that, like, hey, if we lose to one team because of draft, like, we should still be good enough to win the next few games. And you're not really getting booted out unless if you're literally like v3 esports or intz and you're losing every game it is actually so incredibly forgiving so like it's not as if the best of ones is harming anybody if you're getting blown out in a best of one environment in at least this world's best of one environment and you're just losing every game you deserve to lose you should deserve to get out of the tournament and then you go on to the um of course bracket stage format the best of fives and that's what everyone wants to see so it's just yeah. a good way to kind of move the rest of the teams out of the way and then we can get to the real stage. And Omniscient, do you mean both, you don't like best of ones in plans and in group stage? 
Yeah, no, no, I was talking about group stage. So, like, in group stage, instead of best of ones, they should be best of threes. And then, like, the final... Like, oh, main event group stage. Final. I thought you were talking about play-ins group stage. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, he was definitely sorry, using it as an example, use plans though, right? as evidence. You, saw, you yes. used the plan result, results so as evidence for why the main event group stage would be an issue. I, I followed what you were saying. I just, like... Okay, okay. I still well, think so... best of threes in a 16-team group and... setup is, like, not great. And I would also say, like, what what did best of ones do wrong in playing stage to you? Like, it, it identified that Mad Lions was probably trash, and then they lost their first best of five. <laughs> like, isn't that what a best of one's supposed to do? Like, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's, I think it, it's... the only the only team that didn't like show LGD, their right? strength in the group stage was LGD, right? But like, was that the problem with the format? Was that LGD actually looking like hot garbage? Like, they if you just started with with best of threes, they probably could have dropped some of those. I don't know with how they were looking. Um, uh, I think it was less with like LGD and more with um, uh, legacy um, and how in best of ones they played really well, but then like they kind of, but then in when they did a best of three versus uh, uh, I mean, best of five versus uh, LGD, uh, they just got completely wiped out despite being second in their group. But that's also LGD again. Right, like that. Right. It, it just goes back to kind of what Mark was saying about LGD, right? Where it's not just that they were playing good in best of ones; it's also that LGD was able to show up and wipe them out in best of five. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I feel like at least you know best of ones is kind of doing its job for for group stage. You have a little bit more of a leg to stand on, but I still think the they're serving a purpose. It's like the purpose of best of ones is not to like perfectly accurately stack rank these teams it's to it's to start knocking teams out of the tournament and like i never felt like a team that was a serious contender to win worlds really dropped out in group stage it wasn't like gen g lost and i was like yeah you know what those guys are really good bummer um there are some times where it's close like you know a couple times teams are playing tiebreakers and it, it, it you're you're cutting hairs there about which one should make out and i get mm -hmm. that but those teams who play tiebreakers don't win worlds. I actually would need to double check this, but I don't think a team. Twitch chat seems to say, think RNG last year is the example. I was about to use that as an example. You can also say like uh, a Gen G when they got blown out if they had best, but like they were playing poorly. And this is always going to be like the counterpoint, right? Was that they played poorly when given an opportunity. And it's, in group stage, it's different than what happened in plans. In plans, you had one opportunity to face one team, and in group stage, you have two opportunities to face the team, and both sides of the of of the pick um of you know pick band. So you can play on blue side, you can play on red side on the same patch. So you, there's an there's a great level of fairness there. So, um, and also, but yeah, that's that's my takeaway from it. I think it's it's completely fine, and you just start wanting to weed out teams and move on to the what everyone wants to see, which is knockout stage. Right, yeah, exactly. Because because for me, World Championship is clearly built as the purpose being to identify the best team in the world, not to give an accurate, perfectly accurate system for power ranking the teams at Worlds. Like at at the end of Worlds, the amount of times where I'm like, oh yeah, this these teams are in the order that they should be is is actually kind of low. Like, but that's not the point as far as I'm as far as I uh, yeah, I'm I would rather have like if as long as you are confident that their best team is is winning worlds or at least like making it out of groups uh i am like the next thing i want is an entertaining group stage because so often group stage is very entertaining because there are upsets and it's exciting and sometimes it comes down to the wire 
and I don't think you would see that in best of threes. So people are saying like the FPX splice tiebreaker, but that wasn't to get out of groups. Has it has a a world has a team that won worlds ever had to play in a tiebreaker to sit to save their life? No, because the teams that should win worlds are all losing and getting through. Oh yeah, okay, that's what the okay. problem is. So uh, yeah, but either way, yeah, I think like sometimes matchups aren't fair. I don't like four groups for like doing great seeding. I think you know if you have two groups, you can see that it's a little bit better. Um, just like kind of what happened with plans. Best of three will also make it right. better. Double elimination will make it better. There's a million things you can do mm -hmm. to this tournament to improve it. And all of those add time. They all add games and time and slow the tournament down. Um, so I think yeah. that's that's why it is the way that a it is. A bunch of people. And I, and I always. Uh, oh, yeah, you go, you go. No, no, you go. Okay, because uh, I was about to say, you always have to think about it from like how much time you're actually adding to the tournament. Where if like in a best of one double round robin, you have basically six games being played for each team. Where in a, a let's just say a best of three, um, you could say like minimum it's six games for every team. At min at maximum you're adding nine games for each team, and that actually just that stacks up a, a, a quite a bit. Um, so you just have to be more aware of that. Is the only thing I want to put out there. A shame yeah. director says, "Is the point entertainment or absolute best League of Legends? Both." Yeah, it's it's a it's a like those are. Actually, at odds, you might not believe it, but upsets are arguably the most entertaining part of Worlds. Not watching the, the finals where a team gets dumpster fire 3 0 which happens actually and now, all the time. <laughs> because this is the internet, a bunch of people will say, we don't want the best team to win, we just want it to all be about entertainment. Because that's how people, how this stuff always goes, oh, the yeah, comments no. become that. Right. We are not saying that. We are saying that you need to balance both of these things, and that if you are fairly confident in your ability to have the best team in the world win finals that you can then start sort of tweaking around how do you make like something that is exciting and that people want to watch. And I don't know. And, and people, some people on Twitch are like, well, why are you rushing? It's like the tournament is already over a month long. Like yeah, it's five weeks long. Why are we I, in such a rush to finish world championships? This five week like, long. <laughs> yeah. It's actually super long. People get burnt out at worlds even like, I think it was was what was it the 2015 Fnatic lineup that was like between boot camping, yeah. grind lording, and like all this stuff. By the time that they were like no perks, the worlds they were they were like dead. Yeah, perks. I think uh, in 2017 did a big interview with me where he was just talking about how absolutely exhausted he was and burned out, and it's just yeah. Uh, the other yeah. thing, by the way, is I saw some people on Twitch chat saying just do what Dota does. This year, Dota doesn't even have esports, so I don't want to do what they do. Um, anyway, omniscient. <laughs> What do you think of yeah. uh, sort of? I know we've kind of tranced on your your stuff, but what what do no, you I think, think of it's any fair. of this? Uh, I think it's absolutely fair because, like, for me, I'd much uh, one of, for me. Like, I mean, I'm probably gonna be in the minority here, but I think uh, I I personally like like the longer games, like the best of threes as opposed to best of ones. Even though I fully agree that best of ones are more entertaining, and I also think that uh, upsets are way more entertaining. And I think that if you want to have like more entertainment value in it in like the tournament then best of ones are like the way to go especially because of that uh uh upset or like that uh like the one per like seed three gets an over like the c1 like you get the albus Knox luna type of like type of player uh type of team uh but uh so i definitely see where you guys are coming from i just like the longer more uh and not so much analytical, but the more like I want to see every team that's the best, like stacked, and then from there go. Yeah, I, I can understand that desire. I just think it's yep. I, we have a hard time, sort of 
looking, I think we think that the downsides of the system that you're proposing um, are, are make it kind of difficult or outweigh sort of the, the goal that you have. I, I want to best of threes for a long time too, man. I'm, I'm with you, but like now that I've been on this side of it for, for a while, I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm probably probably decent how it is i would still change some things like there's always little improvements like thank god they, they they got made more pools this time around like that was a huge problem last year for worlds and like the seeding that happened to create group b mm -hmm. now they fix some of that stuff and there's always things that that are like little tweaks that they can make and i'm always down to see more of them uh but big things like making group stage best of three feel tough also when we were talking about the player burnout I, I try not to get tilted by Twitch chat, and I think generally I, I manage it, but the Master Splinter wrote, man up, you're getting paid to play video games. This shit drives me up the fucking wall. Like, it is just so tilting when I see that happen. People who have no idea what these competitors actually go through in order to do this and the stuff that they put on the line, and people that will, like, literally never in their lives come close to achieving any of this or trying to achieve any of it or, like, doing so much just saying you're getting paid to play video games it's just like it's so fucking brain numbing your life me. move into another country for two months you know a sixth of the year go live somewhere else in a hotel room where you don't speak the language and have a miserable living experience to play in this tournament so that i can do have a marginally better time telling how good you are compared to others video games that way I can say you're the sixth best team, not the fifth best team, goddammit. Michael Phelps, are you tired? Come on, you're getting you're getting paid to swim with the pool. Get over it. Man up. I think people who and I'm just saying in general, like criticizing the bracket, because I, I, I also I always think that you can always improve a bracket, but like watching and being a fan of um like Street Fighter Five is a great a great example, like fighting games and how they end up doing tournament brackets and how long and arduous it is for like what is like a three-day long event um for me i'm not like making a direct comparison to it but i'm always going to say like if you add more games to it and uh, you always have to take into consideration um what are you actually getting out of it are you getting real quality exp games that will like make it e harder or like easier for the better teams to get through because there are not enough examples for me in which it shows that like the better team is not consistently going through. You have six. You have six separate games to be able to prove that you're a top two team. I think like most of the teams, every team that gets booted out of the tournament, they're hurting because they know that they were the worst team for multiple reasons. They're they're playing worse in multiple games. Um, so like that's that's my ultimate takeaway. Thinking about it now, like one example that's probably like people will, uh, that certain teams will look at and say, well, the better team didn't go through is probably like literally the Elvis Knox Luna games. Because yeah. if Elvis Knox Luna going up against G2 or, I mean, G2 just flat out was bad that tournament. But CLG, maybe that those teams will kind of understand or like get used to their play style a little bit more and will actually have a better game, game and be able to get out group. And so like H2K versus Elvis Knox won't be like the freest shit of all time uh, but, in the uh, knockouts. But, like, that's literally, it's so rare for me to come through that experience. And, I mean, like, I'm with you. I, I'm one of the people who's like, man, HUK has such a free ride to semis. But at the same time, like, if you put CLG in Albus Knox's place, like, I still think HUK is still gonna, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree so, with you there. So, like, it's not really changing the outcome of the tournament that much. Um, also, Travis, you shouldn't have even started because the, the typical 
you started Dude, the... people that are in the chat saying things like teachers wake work uh way more for less like that's okay. not true actually my sister's a teacher first off I'm, I'm well aware how much they work and i was the coach and i can tell you no and and like it doesn't need to become this weird fucking it's, competition yeah, it's competitive either yeah oh. it's like oh they like okay teachers especially in this country completely deserve more than they get 100 percent it does yeah. not mean that like these people are not maxing out their capabilities as a human being to, to deal with all this stuff. People like think that it is literally just sitting down in front and playing like video games. Haha, this is all cool. But whenever you are doing this forever and you are sacrificing friendships and relationships and your the time of your, your youth, essentially, right? Like their early 20s when they could be doing any number of different things. Uh, in some cases, they're sacrificing education. Uh, and in a lot of cases, they are sacrificing financial situations because as much as like the top guys get paid, a lot of them don't get paid very much. And it is just like atrocious to me that people think that like, this is all just super chill. Why would you, why, how could this be taxing on a human being? Uh, I, I guess those people are just incapable of putting themselves in yeah. somebody else's shoes and like imagining what this is like. Yeah, it's it's weird to me when people like think like they're like it's a it's a vacation to stay in a hotel and play and sit on your computer and play video games for probably ten hours a day, seven days a week. Maybe you get an off day. Like why why wouldn't that be? It's like do you have an office job? It's like people think league. I, I get in this argument all the time about you know like oh it's playing video games. It's like it is not the same way that you and I play video games for fun to unwind. When you're getting bodied in scrims and you fucking hate your teammates and like you're just getting blasted and like oh it's such a, it's such an insane I don't know the comparisons are never make sense it's not, it's not even worth playing the comparison game. Anyway, sorry, I shouldn't let myself get baited. Yeah, omniscient you have gone down this route. You could have you could have saved us all this ten minutes in this till <laughs> if just, we just focused on omniscient has a fine take <sighs> and we went into the Twitch chat. Oh, exactly. You just done messed up, omniscient. It's true. Omniscient, what are you thinking, man? I want to hear from omniscient what I'm saying because like oh, you oh, just okay. trampled all over his take. Apologize to the man. Oh no, yeah, I think I'm fine. Like I'm fine. Like, and I was actually hoping to see my take trampled because, like, I wanted to see what, like, why it was trampled. And I think okay. that, like, the argument of like you have entertainment value like on one scale, and then you have um, like the best team or like the best teams on like the other scale. And so I think like what you guys basically said was with mine, uh, you would basically offset it too much. Where I think I would fully agree. Um, mm -hmm. And that best of ones more even it out where you still get that entertainment value. But by the time you get to like semis, the, uh, all the best teams are going to be there. And eventually like uh, the, I do agree, like right now, as it currently is, I think for the past two years, in the past three years, like the person who won worlds, uh, the team that won worlds deserved it. And so I think that like, as long as that maintains, there's really no reason uh, to get rid of like the major formatting besides for like little tweaks here and there. Omniscient, thank you so much for the call. I'm sorry that I got tilted in the middle of it. Anything you want to shout out before we move on to the next caller? Uh, no worries. Uh, actually, I want to say that uh, I think I'll be wrong about my tweet. I mean, not my tweet, uh, about my uh, uh, post, uh, my hot take from last call. I said that uh, only one Western team will get out. Uh, I think two will. Uh, I don't think LGD, I think LGD is going to be the last in their group now. But yeah, so, and then I'd like to call out uh, all the analytical uh, 
streamers and all the analytics like the dive this um i will dominate and know has been uh up a lot and then saying and then uh cadrill right we're, we're shouting out the entire league of legends analytical community yeah. of mission we got we got to move exactly. on sorry all right have a good one everybody have a good one thank you so much for i your appreciate call. you TJ Ninja says Dota 2 TI is way more games and way longer. This year it's literally no games and not long at all. Uh, Travis, we... you need to add music like the Academy Awards do. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> you start playing them <laughs> <laughs> I love them though, but I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea actually for whatever calls start going. Just like, all right. We got to play it on ourselves sometimes too, though. Travis and I are tangenting too much. Anyway, or, let's what were you going to say about Dota, Travis? You're, you're I already said it. Thing. Somebody said TI TI is way more game like so the real take on this the person said Dota 2 TI is way more games and way longer and they deal with it. One thing is the the to Dota players do not have the same league system that uh yeah, league players do. They're games. not scrimming as much, etc. I know this cuz I have friends that go do a bunch of Dota stuff and um and like it is just not the same Com comparing the two is not reasonable. Um, they have one major tournament versus like this huge long league. I know they've got minors and majors and all that stuff, but like, it's just not, it's not the same. Um, and, uh, and they do weird things with their broadcast to accommodate that where they have like n no commented games, right. That you can just spectate in like this portion that's literally of the tournament. What it is. Like yeah, for like, me, that's what it is. Like if you a want B streams too and stuff, like they're doing a lot of weird stuff to, if you to want that work, if you want double, um, you know, losers bracket. If you want best of fives everywhere, if you if you if this is what you want, then just got to. If you want to watch fifty percent of the tournament, yeah, you, know. you just have to watch fifty percent, or like you have to have eight streams on it at once. This is just literally what you want have to do. Um, it's on you know the viewers, and most of the time people just want to watch all the games. So anyway, let's move on to the next color, and we, I'm going to be more positive going forward. If you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to the vod. I just want to let you know. It's going to get better from here on out because uh, I let myself get baited by Twitch chat, which is the number one right. rule of streaming. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try a risky move after I pull this collar. Okay. I don't know what that means. A risky move. move. Also, I just want to put out there that I appreciate an entire show with Travis being a Hulk. Just being mad all the time. Isn't that just no, fun? No, I try Ang I, Angry Travis is the best because it's actually not at all. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get out like more than half thought about it. Shammy, it's so good to have you on the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm also calling from Rhode Island. I'm from Providence instead of Narragansett, though. Nice. My first ever esports event that I hosted was Providence. Uh, what do you awesome. What do you want to talk about on the show? So uh, Mark flamed my take earlier, but my take is that all three <laughs> NA teams are getting out of groups. Oh my god! Oh, you thank god. It wasn't just your take; it was that there were a number of takes like that. All like, I'm only going to pull one of those guys. Come on, start. start I, like, different. We had we had somebody earlier. We had the Twitch chat was tilting me earlier. I'm so happy we get a call that just you're here to cheer me up and make me happy. Tell, right, tell me about how this is NA's year. Uh, and all the analysts are wrong, Shammy. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, obviously it's not a 100% guarantee. Like, it's probabilities with everything. Um, but I think that TL has a really good chance of getting out of Group A. Like, all that needs to happen is Suning or uh, G2 needs to slightly underperform or TL needs to slightly overperform, and they're getting out of groups in the first or second seed. Uh, I think that's actually a very likely scenario. Uh, looking at Group C, I think... 
analysts as well have kind of said that Gen G, TSM, Fnatic are all kind of in the race there. Uh, I think TSM can definitely get out of groups. Uh, Gen G is scary, don't get me wrong. They got Ruler in the bot lane. Uh, they got Rascal in the top being crazy. But I think that it's really possible that Broken Blade matches up pretty well with Rascal. Doublelift matches up pretty well with Ruler. BDD might slam Bjergsen, we'll see. Uh, but I think that it's really possible that they take a game off of Gen G, go 2-0 against Fnatic, win two against LGD, come out first in that group. And finally, FlyQuest. I mean, everyone's talking about the DRX versus Gen G pause. Uh, and I think that had a really big impact on who came out of that. But I still think that uh, DRX is a great team. But I think that if FlyQuest just, you know, slightly overperforms uh, and matches up well against DRX and does the prep that's going into that, that they easily get out of Group D. Uh, and so I think that that's really very possible that all three teams get out of groups. I, right, Raj, I agree. Hands on your head. Call, call done. You couldn't have said it better myself. I've never heard like two words. Like, okay, at first he's saying slightly overperform, and then out of the next sentence, easily gets out of groups. How does that make sense? Why would they need to slight? Look, we got a problem. First and foremost, I'll, I'll start with the things that I agreed with you on, which was the swimming, uh, the, the TL portion of it. I think TL can get out of Group A uh, for the reasons that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, I was very surprised that you took it a step further. You just said how TSM was going to get out of groups, but then you started saying that they would get first place over Gen G if they slightly overperform. Um, this is just I, the problem with this take. I feel like is mostly off, based off of faith because you're just talking about the probabilities. What do you think about? I, I would ask you the question of like, what do you think TSM has over Genji and Fnatic? Like that's what yeah. I'm confused about. Yeah, I mean, I think that Fnatic has looked pretty shaky, all things considered. If you watch their run through playoffs and their regular season, um, I, I don't feel like you can confidently say that Fnatic is. The, set, the best team in that group, nor do I think you can confidently even say that they're the second best team in that group. And that I think that they're shaky and, you know, maybe they match their best and they go 6-0 in that group or they go 5-1 or they go 4-2 in that group. But if they're not matching their best, I think they go 3-3. I think they go 2-4 uh, and I think TSM can get out. Did TSM not look shaky as well? Like they got 3-0'd by... Golden Guardians, and then, of course, went through the the full five-game series versus us. Yeah, um, and on the back half of their playoff run, they won every match and then end up winning the entire split, you know? Yeah, and they had to take five games to do it every single time. So I think I think the idea yeah, of, like... They're just the trying previous... to min-max their practice. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think the... So I guess I'll just say what my reasoning is for TSM not being able to get out of groups. Um, I mean, Gen G, I think, are just a, a stronger, disciplined team around the map. Ruler, I already stated, is the strongest AD in the tournament. BDD has been incredibly strong. Uh, Clit is definitely going to have a jungle advantage over uh, Spica. Um, I, I haven't seen nearly as many like errors in team play as I have from TSM. Like there were actually just so many highlight, low light moments uh, from TSM during the playoffs. Um, and sure, they have time to kind of get things sorted out, but it's this is exam time. Like this is, if I'm trying, to, if I have faith that they'll improve drastically, then 
that's not on the team. That's on me. Unless if they've shown the ability to kind of drastically improve within that small limited time. Um, as for Fnatic, I agree with the shakiness in, in, in the split. I agree that they were a little shaky. I thought they actually performed quite well in the playoffs up until obviously losing to the eventual winners in G2. Um, and I just think that the pound for pound players are really strong. Um, and self-made for sure is an insanely strong jungler that is just the difference in the matchup. I was going to say, um, the shakiness about Fnatic, yeah, I don't think people can deny it, but they also have a, a really high ceiling, which helped them make the yeah. finals. Um, I think the points about TSM and, you know, like Raz is saying that they had, they swapped their support in the middle of playoffs. You know, they had these really close series to make it here. Um, and they're leveling up. And so maybe they can keep leveling up. And, you know, the idea that TSM might not have hit their peak even in NA is is a possibility. Like, I don't want to yeah. just discount that. And I think that's why I don't, like, I'm not saying TSM can't get out of this group, but I'd still lean towards Fnatic. Um, they have had, the, the players on this team have had better international success uh, recently. So the same way that you're talking about how TSM can get better, which I firmly believe in, I feel the same about Fnatic. Yeah. Like there's, these guys can get better because we've seen it, you know, as recently as last year. I do think... Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The final thing I was going to say is, uh, you know, Genji's not a perfect team. I think people have, like, Clit has had some bad games and mm -hmm. has some issues, but uh, I don't think Rascal should be completely slept on, which I think a lot of people do. Is like, he is a weak side top laner, so he's not going to shine quite the same way as Nuggery or a lot of the people uh, on the more top focused teams, but he's actually got carry picks in his pocket and will bust them out if you blind risky things and they can play to him and they, they do it occasionally. It's not their, their like the go-to play SL is through Ruler, but Rascal's actually, as if I remember the stats correctly, he was second in solo kills in the LCK and like really low in ISO deaths. So like he actually just, the only reason he doesn't look great to, on like stats a lot of the time is because he's just usually playing weak side but when you give him carries like he doesn't really make that many mistakes and so yeah. the same way the same way people want to talk about impact and why they're not worried about him into wonder or bin kind of applies to rascal too i want to put one final yeah. point about uh tsm FlyQuest, and team liquid and mostly off of how i felt TSM ended up winning out in North America was the fact that they were a team that actually knew how to play through three lanes. Um, like they knew how to play through bot lane for sure, but they were a team that gave uh, you know Broken Blade resources and couldn't effectively play through him, where Team Liquid could not. And oftentimes, actually, I thought in the draft were not playing well around weak side. Like I, the, you should never first pick um, Mordekaiser, in my opinion, and you should never and, and like Shen. There are times where like, the, the GP pick from FlyQuest I thought was incredibly int in that, in that series as well. Right. Yeah. So the team TSM was outright taking advantage of teams that were playing weak side top lanes, but like unreasonably weak side top, like to the point where they were just throwing <laughs> can the gas for can the I top ask laners. A question, in all, yeah. in all seriousness, like everyone, y'all yeah. have been talking about uh, TSM. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that FlyQuest has a really good chance of getting out. And I think that people have been sleeping on FlyQuest like but since the beginning of Spring Split, right? Before because we move on to FlyQuest, I I just I had one point during Mark's thing that I wanted to okay. reference. Yeah. So Mark was mentioning the the whole bit about what you were saying about FlyQuest. Um it, or sorry, about TSM could easily be said about Fnatic. And I do think like 
just kind of as a holistic thing for people calling into the show, it's important to consider when you have a take, how easily could the exact is going to be um, be applied to like the other teams that you tend to be arguing against or like the regions, yeah. right? Because like a lot of the things that you are saying about North America, I love to hear. I want to believe them, but it's difficult because it's like if you just say, well, if this other team slightly overperforms or this other like when when things hinge on slight overperformance or underperformance, it does feel like you could make that argument about any of the different teams. I'm also pretty guilty of this, by the way, and I need to do a better job of of it. Um, but because uh, I, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I could see this happening just a little bit, but it's it's easy to fall into that trap, right? Where you you can just yeah. Say, but I I yeah. guess like for me, it's like I see everyone shitting, or, sorry, uh, pooping on uh, Liquid, uh, TSM, and FlyQuest being like, oh, no one's gonna get out of groups, right? And I think that that is such the opposite of what I think is going to happen because I think that there's such a high chance that all of these teams are going to get out of groups. But, so I think, yeah. Oh yeah, my bad. I guess I always tend to cut people out, but like, here's the issue. Cause I think, and I'm not going to, I'm going to, I will speak for Mark um, <laughs> in the sense that neither of us, neither of us is saying that like, there's no world where these teams get out. Like probability does exist and surprise have happened before, but even listening to how you've, introduced it you're always introducing it in a way that these teams have to overperform and when we end up making these predictions we're saying that in their current state rather than having it to hinge on like hey if this team overperforms then i'll put tsm yeah. a little bit over over you, this you, other team that's a great point you're basically implicitly agreeing with us by saying they have to overperform for us to be wrong right isn't yeah i mean i mean fair enough right like i what i'm saying though is i think that predicting that all three teams like Raz was showing his pickings before right and saying all three teams are going to bomb out then no NA team is going to go through to the quarterfinals is just like I don't think that's a fair take and I think that saying all three teams have a very good chance and that this is maybe the best NA has ever sent to Worlds is also the same take but it's not as if you're disagreeing with me I just yeah, want to know I'm which like, team I'm you think I'm agreeing with you and also completely disagree but I said a bad take we're going to have to literally be fighting right now. His fists are going to be flying. It's also I mean, like... It's like, it's, I it's need to fly to Rhode Island. It's like, <laughs> it's like, the, other, the other thing to it, too, is like I would understand if we were saying, like, you know, all these teams are going to get bottoms in their group and NA is not going to win a game. But, like, NA has not gotten out of groups as recently as last year. It's not like we're saying this insane thing that's never happened before from our, our expectations. You know, like, I... Yeah. I, yeah, I don't but think NA it's, usually gets out of groups, Mark. Usually one team So it's does, not like we're all... saying this in a, this crazy thing. Yeah, but 2015 and 20, 2019 happened twice twice out of 12. Yeah, but also 2018 we usually get out of groups. Yeah. went to semifinals, so. Exactly, yeah. And if you want to predict that, go ahead, sir. I tell will predict that. Tell, tell me the team. <laughs> tell I'm me the team. I don't even know what's going on anymore. FlyQuest is going to semifinals. All right, so, so, FlyQuest it is. Lock it in. Shit. I was wondering who yeah. you wanted for that one. There yeah, you go. Sham, I cut well, you off earlier, and, and I know some in the Twitch chat wanted to hear a little bit more of the FlyQuest discussion. So what, what did you have some big defense around FlyQuest? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that their bot lane is not looking all too hot. I mean, Deft has obviously been very public about his health problems coming into Worlds. Uh, and I think that Karia has been a good support from the games that I've watched, but I don't think that he brings the same uh, team comps that Ignar brings. And I think that just like people have been sleeping on FlyQuest this whole year, and every time 
people have been really surprised by what FlyQuest has been able to bring. And I think that their skill ceiling is way higher than people are giving them credit for. Uh, and that, you know, they, they almost won NA twice. And I think that people are just really just not hype enough on FlyQuest. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that FlyQuest have been undervalued by the North American fan base in LCS for a while. I do think that their skill ceiling is real, though. I, I think right now the problem that they have as a team is that they refuse to play through top lane, and they don't. And I think um, they do it in such a way that literally harms um, Solo, who's actually playing well under the circumstances, but they're getting comfortable with him like being put in these circumstances every time. So I think they just need to, yeah. I also just think that they have an amazing mid-jungle duo, um, and that's really good. That's the best thing about the team as a whole. Um, yeah, definitely. PoE and Centauran are insane. Shanmate, uh, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we move on to a quick break? Of course. Uh, first of all, I'm going to shout out my girlfriend, Natalie. Uh, but second of all, uh, everyone who is here, go to alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, Travis has an amazing Alienware landing page. He is an amazing content creator, and you should all go check him out. Use Alienware. Go to Alienware.com slash Travis and use code Travis10OFF Q3. Not Q2 anymore, Q3, because he is an amazing content creator, and Alienware has some of the best deals around. Is this a script he fed you? I don't even know. No, it's not. I don't even know if we need to do the Alienware break. I, I think I want to make it half as long. Because hopefully, that, hopefully that go, goes into a good transition. Holy shit. Thank you, Sham. I appreciate of course, that. Of course, of course. Have a good night. You too. See you. Let's, let's just make call. it. It's a great call. Let's make it clear how much time he spent talking about Alienware versus a uh, significant other. Anyways, let's. <laughs> True. True. Priorities are are in place. <sighs> Shout out to my girlfriend, but really, let's talk about Alienware. My girlfriend's great. You know what's better? Computers, much higher processing power. Oh boy! All right. Oh, I just realized I had a. Uh, yeah, that's a bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to recant your 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 his girlfriend is dumb joke, Mark? Yeah, um, I didn't, it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be like GPU. I don't know yeah. graphics. Uh, fuck. Anyway, it's I'm tired. That's uh, uh, you're getting old too. Yeah, that's <laughs> dude, my back has been. Did I tell you about this? I was I was making. I've not of, heard it. So uh, Kobe, like a couple of years ago, Kobe had some back issues. He was like 31. He still has them. He still has so, them. So he still has them, but like they were bad. Like a couple of years ago, he's like lying on the floor at the start of like every LCS day. Yeah. And like me being a little shit that I am, I'm like kind of making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm 29, I've been having horrible back problems all all week for the like last two weeks. And so I, I saw Kobe. We were getting COVID tested, and we're keeping our six feet apart. But I was joking about how like I feel like karma has come for me, <laughs> and I am getting torn apart for making fun of him. There we go. Anyway, we we're gonna take a quick quick break i hope i hope i think they won't mind if it's a shorter break because uh obviously we've had most of it already shut out but alienware.com slash travis go check it out they've got new 3000 series uh gpus and i know that they're expanding their availability to those uh in the in the future because right now um you can get them on the high-end systems and they're they're to come on the the other systems soon enough but either way uh really excited to be working with them I actually just placed a big order uh, with them just the other night and so it's just evidence of the type of 
assistance that they give us to cover this stuff. And starting, I believe, on the 3rd, so keep an eye out for the outros on my interviews, we're going to be giving away, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the list of everything, but let me just look and see if I can. There's going to be like a fun little game that you can play for a chance to win all sorts of cool stuff. And I know that they, they secured a big bag. Okay, I'm just going to say it. They didn't tell me I can't say this, so we're going to say it. 1,450 loot boxes, 400 emotes, 400 wards, and 200 mystery skins. So keep an eye out for on alienware.com slash Travis. If you're listening to this, I think I think starting on the 3rd, you, there's a chance to win that. We're actually giving away tons and tons of stuff. So uh, thank you to Alienware. That's part of our world celebration with them uh, and really appreciate it. Move on to the next caller. Oops. Okay. I don't know what Raz is showing, but something exciting. Uh, 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 how are you guys doing? Oh, shout-outs to some subs, by the way. Thank you to Solvark for gifting five. Uh, Colin, Hasman, Megayumiki, uh, Griff, 8x3DBeaker, 1793. Solvark, by the way, is giving a ton. I really appreciate it. There's more that I will shout-out. If I, if I never finish, you know, it's, I go as much as I can before Mark grabs somebody. Uh, just... Funk it, Simon Owens fishing. I hope that's like a business. Unstraight, Mick Jones seven, Dark Alley HT, and Dante Sore. And uh, is it okay if I call you Cassie, or how do you say your name? Uh, Casey Arama. Casey Arama. Casey Arama. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? All right, I want to talk about how. in EU. Oh, you Whoa. cut out, a, you cut no. out a little bit? What was that? Started that from the beginning. I want to talk about how Mad Lions losing could have a negative outlook on how rookies are viewed competitively in EU. Oh. Interesting. Okay, do you want to expand on this? Yeah, so the reason why I was interested in this was because I saw that Karzi was uh, going off of social media to avoid harassment uh, from people or just overall interactions which is pretty i guess shitty yeah understood um i think they but, should man uh, out because they're getting paid to play video games but go ahead <laughs> oh, we're man. moving forward travis but um obviously you do a little bit of research and you can see that much of the criticism is focused on the rookies like uh shadow aromi karzi when they really do deserve uh their time to develop on stage and develop their team chemistry. Um, but what we've also seen is uh, historically the, um, like they've had a historic season of online play only for the majority of their season, um, which in my opinion has affected just how their overall team has developed and just judging them based off of their overall year um, with all the flaming and the negativity, uh, I think could have a pretty disastrous outlook on just how we view like really what? pouring in new talent into the the EU regions. I'm trying to to sort of draw the line or to find the line that you're drawing between like the flame that they're getting and the fact that they're they're rookies. Do you just think like it's easier for to, people to flame them because they're not established like I don't know like a reckless or somebody? Yeah. Um, I honestly believe that uh, 
just this amount of negativity could really, uh, I guess, in a way, stunt them uh, to potentials where they could be the next Reckless or the next Caps, uh, which could just really uh, invoke that that team synergy that we could probably see next year or the year after. But since they haven't really had that opportunity, being a fourth place team going directly into Worlds, which is incredible, by the way, um, they may not be able to reach those levels just due to them being a bunch of young kids trying to do their best, basically. Gotcha. Uh, there, there are two things I like about this take. Um, starting with, with the like rookie angle of it, um, I would hope the European scene doesn't feel that way about rookies as a whole because I feel like Europe does such a great job of finding new talent year over year that comes in and does extremely well. Um, I don't think that they've had a four-rookie team in a little while. Quite like, I feel like LCK and LPL has like a team like this. Dom Juan, for example, was mostly rookies last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, they they might have all, I think, I think that's right. I could be wrong. Um, but like, uh, was it V5 in LPL this year? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. like a pretty rookie team that has had pretty good success and stuff. So like, I, I actually, um, I hope people don't blame the rookies like or like the fact that they're rookies on anything that happened because I think, like C9's not rookies and their story as as Travis and I have talked about before is kind of similar in terms of like I think C9 was dominating harder but at least a fall from grace that occurred and that was a very established team of of stuff so like um you know like I I don't want to blame the rookies for what happened or like the, the rookie status on it and I think Europe has actually done a fantastic job with rookies and I would hate to see their production like the amount of rookies that get brought up and given chances decrease yeah Raz, you you were work as an academy coach, so what do you think about all this? Um, from the viewpoint of rookies, well, I I always hope that uh, rookies like don't get a bad rep. Um, when after like let's just say performances like these, because if you think logically about how rookies actually perform in those environments, you'll see more positives than not. I'm like talking about um. A good example is like look within the like Mad Lions itself. I actually thought that Kaiser had an insane, had like had a really good performance personally. Yeah. Um, I thought Kaiser was a standout. Um, I thought Karzi had good play as well. Um, and then you look outside to other teams, and I think I'm already blanking the name, but like, well, like tactical, ta- yeah. tactical literally was a great example of it. It's a case by case basis for literally everybody because I think. You will not find a correlation necessarily to rookies doing poorly on a big stage. I, I think that's like kind of just based off of public opinion being more fierce because of it. Um, but then you'll also find the same thing being done with imports, right? Like Peanut got so much shit and he still continues to get so much shit. Not because he played worse than necessarily everybody else, but it was because he was an import and played and played bad. Uh, so I think I, I agree with the caller. I hope that the rookies don't get like rookies in a in in concept as an idea doesn't get walked away from because of one bad event by just like two individuals um and we just take it for what it is a case-by-case basis and they have their own set reasons and we don't think we and we don't think like generally and that we kind of take the context for what it is yeah it's like Um, just just because 
they're a rookie doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is causing the issue or what it's like as you said case by case basis the the mm. other thing I wanted to tack on to this was something that I saw some people talking about, which is the idea of online teams, which is something that doesn't exist in in league, but is discussed actually quite heavily in other esports. Yeah. Um, and it's really weird that we haven't had to think about this since season two, because every competition has been in person, or like you know high high level competition has been in person. Yeah. Um, but in other esports, you have these teams who will dominate online play and then always fail on land and stuff. And this is a, a hot take uh, and heavily debated in those communities is, is online teams even a real thing? Is it just an excuse? Is this team an online team and, and this kind of stuff? And I think with the year that COVID gave us, I think it's the first time league has ever had to confront these issues in a long time. And like, it's very possible that Mad Lions was a team that not to go on even onto the rookie angle, but just there's people who play better online in certain environments and, and they could have been one of those teams. It's not even a rookie angle. There's because in these other sports or esports, excuse me, like the, the, the teams that are online teams are not rookies. So like it's, it's a, it's a weird question that we haven't really had to think about. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens next year with Mad Lions, assuming it's all uh, on land again. Yeah. yeah. I'm really, I'm curious to see how this stuff goes as well. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think the, I get that LEC fans want to be disappointed in the performance of Mad Lions, but I also feel like, hey, you you got you still got three teams and groups, guys. It's like, like you have it's not. I don't know. I I think it would feel way worse for North America if Team Liquid didn't make it out of groups than like the bonus round fourth seed uh, LEC team doesn't make it out of groups. You know, it's all it's all gonna be good. You guys will still dominate. G two is gonna wreck. It's gonna be fine. Casey, uh, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? No, just um, a shout out to uh, Kobe's future cat. <laughs> Good call out. Good call out. Insta booted. If you want to find a way out of the room quick, just mention getting Kobe a cat, and you'll be you'll be out of here. <laughs> um. Okay. <clears throat> Croissant. Thank you for the six months. Although his message was EU greater than NA. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, other than that, trying to get some more good vibes going. How's Hades, Raz? Hades is a fun game. It's a really fun game. It's like game. a roguelike, right? Or it is a roguelike? Uh, I've never actually played a roguelike. What is rogue? Roguelike is... Uh, it's a it's based it's called off uh, it's a reference to a game called rogue from a long time ago where like really tough game your progress isn't saved when you die you basically restart like uh slay the spire is an example uh, yeah usually yeah. there's like one mechanic like a lot of these also have a mechanic that will give you some bit of progress when you reset yeah. So like, yeah you might have like an account level or something yeah i love the game and i love that element i even love the fact that you can still get something out of it so you feel like a sense of strength getting closer and closer to that objective because god damn it i'm not going to beat that game without it yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well uh clint is here is that how you say your name yep clint clint uh what are you where are you calling from i am calling from montana montana there we go what All is what is it like there are there many i hear there's not very many people oh yeah we got about 1.2 million throughout the entire state area it's not that bad yeah um but we're we're pretty good state. I think we're one of the bigger states in in the country, but less population. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, by just 
Geography, yeah, I gotcha. Well, either way, <laughs> welcome to the show. Glad we could have uh, one of you guys make it onto the call, onto the show. What do you want to talk about uh, tonight? One of you guys, one of you few and fine gentlemen in that state. I mean, by, by percentage, <laughs> there's not very many of them in the U.S., uh, Montana folks. But what do you want to talk about on the show? Well, I'm, yeah. well I got Raz now a little bit less uh, feisty from what he was before. He's ready to throw some hands, but <laughs> yes. hopefully, hopefully on this take, it'll be easier. Um, so this is for basically the World Championships. Like, I want to go back. The last three World Championships have shown that teams with good soul lane prowess, priority, and flexibility are the ones that do well at Worlds and go deep. And I believe this is the first time in these last three years that we're sending a team from North America in TSM that has good solo lane priority prowess and flexibility. And I think that's going to be the reason why TSM does has a good showing this year. For some so we reason, can compare and contrast that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I said we can compare and contrast that to previous teams in NA that have sent teams and who have gotten out of groups. But I think this is the first time in 2018, 2019, and now 2020 that we're sending a team that's going to have flexibility and, and priority for solo laners. I wonder, I'm just very curious how many league fans in Montana are TSM fans. Cause I, I feel like that lines up with my stereotypes. Anyway, uh, Raz, I'll let you go first. Cause you, you were ready to throw fists before. Um, what do you, what do you make of this? Is, is this TSM iteration the first time that we've had, uh, this type of team at worlds and perhaps, you know, our, our best chance. So I'm just looking through a lot of the past worlds teams that we've sent and it kind of lines up with what I'm about to say, which is it's all relative. <laughs> um, so like an NA team sending what they perceive to be strong solo laners, like let's look at 2019 as a great example of it. I would presume that Demonte and Huni are strong solo laners, right? Um, and I would presume that like Licorice and Niski are strong solo laners. Um, and my issue is always going to be that when you finally do send them into a groups and you realize that you're going up against Caps Wonder in that re in example, um, it suddenly that changes. Like it, it, your strong solo laners, if lined up to another team that you just seem to deem to be just better, that changes the entire conversation. And then like this conversation that we're having, which is like us previewing it will change after the tournament if they do poorly with that strategy suddenly they don't have strong soul laners yeah but people don't tend to think of demonte and niski in the same breath that they i'll give you i'll give you a better one because i i think i kind of agree that that's not the best example i think 2016 tsm is a great example where like hanser and bjergsen were crushing north america absolutely dumpstering for the most part um you know huni was was i guess in contention with hanser during that time period but um that was a team that people felt like was a, a true triple threat team and Sven Skarum was great uh, and they didn't make it out of groups um, as, as an example. And and then Hans started getting criticism after after that world. It's also to Raz's point about hindsight stuff coming in. So uh, you're just yeah. saying we've been here before, essentially. Raz I believe... Yeah. Mark, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Okay, so I think you guys are... Raz, I, I agree with what you're saying about strong mm. solo laners. But oh, I think last missing, three years. Okay. You're, yeah, you're missing the last point of what I'm saying. I'm talking about the actual ability to play through their priority and flexibility, right, as solo laners. I, I understand that you said DeMonte and Huni, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me a champion other than Keanu is a champion that they were bouncing off each other. Or if you go to Cloud9 and Niski and Licorice, tell me a champion other than this year they were bouncing off each other in previous years. 
in 2018 when cloud nine did well with jensen and licorice fantastic soul laners right mm -hmm. the meta the meta was so in tune and that was the first year that we saw top lane and and um and mid lane were bouncing uh picks off each other and the three main champions were akali atrox and irelia c9 was out of the all the semifinal teams those they were the only team that could not play those champions in multiple lanes and that and that was the first time you saw it so you're like okay fine maybe it was a one-off thing 2019 the four teams that made semis g2 skt ig fpx all four teams phenomenal soul laners 2v2 and able to flex multiple picks and i think this year it's now it's showing again how important it is is that if, if you look at if you look at overall what we're sending tsm is the only team that has soul laners that bounce picks off each other jensen impact do not share a single champion pool right solo and power evil do not share a single champion pool yeah, yeah, yeah. i was about to literally just make the point that before mark makes his i'm assuming to be a an accusation um like yeah i i, I agree with you point on the point of like um um flex picks i think if you have um if you're a team that has multiple flex picks that have shown to work between your like within your team then it gives you an opportunity to succeed um my only caveat to that is like you're saying like all of this once again comes down with a, a level of success if you're not succeeding with those picks and scrims and if it's not then you will not show it in stage so like the picks that you're referring to, most of the time, the, the best chances the team has to actually succeed on the stage, which goes back to level of play uh, relative to their opponents. So if if North, if you're you're saying TSM, if TSM does well versus uh, their opponents and Whippo um, and all that, then uh, oh yeah, and Genji as well, then that changes the conversation. I think your take, I mean, your, I think your take is good regardless, but I think that's my problem with it. I, I like the saying, I was really excited when I pulled it about like how many of the, the past world's contenders or winners have had solo lane dominance. And now you um, hate it. No, no. I, I think uh, it's a really interesting topic because it's 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 unique. It's not something that people often talk about. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it fully because I don't think FPX was this team that you're describing. They didn't really flex solo laners that much. Like the, the typical team comp and play style for, for FPX was actually like weirdly a tank mid and like a, a really aggressive jungler. Gim Goon, they they would roam up topside, but he wasn't like hard counter pick solo carry top laner where you know he's eating all these resources. They they were just super roam heavy team as a whole, and like you know they they would play around LWX and stuff, and and like they they would just get all over the map and do things. Um, they they really did not flex solo laners, and they did not play aggressive solo lane carries for the most part. Um, but I do think this is still just a really interesting conversation to look at, like, over the years, what is what has done well. Because, um, like, looking at Samsung Galaxy uh, as another team, and I know this isn't within your, your three-year timeline because this is 2016, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but, like, Crown played Malzahar and could neutralize. But he was actually a really good mid laner. I think people... I don't know how people feel about Crown now when they look back at those world's performances because of what's happened in NA recently, but he was actually a monster in his prime. When he was actually like playing well, his victor and stuff was fucking gross. Okay, 2017. Um, so like, I think it's a really interesting take. And I think I ultimately agree that teams that have strong solo laners will do well at worlds. I think it's very uncommon like even it, even if I'm, I'm talking about the play style of, of fpx not being you know solo lane dominance their solo laners were really good 
Yeah. Um, and I think I ultimately agree with the overarching point, even if some of the nuances we, we disagree on, like I'm excited for TSM for that reason, because that, that world's roster for C9, that was so good. Licorice up until semis was, was doing pretty well. I guess he, he struggled against Keen in, in quarters as well, but like, the fact that they had multiple members who could step up and carry, Sneaky took over in, in that series, whereas I think Group Stage was a little bit more about Jensen and, and Licorice. Like, I, I, I'm I I'm excited about TSM for that reason because they really can play through all three lanes a little bit, even though Doublelift has been neglected a little bit more in playoffs. Yeah, and I, I just want to agree with that sentiment. So, like, I, even though I'm, I'm critiquing the basis of, like, um, North America necessarily, like, not having that in the past or... Even the idea that like this one will be better from just from the perspective of like well we're we're seeing it from like before worlds obviously and we can make that conversation we can have that conversation but um, yeah TSM was able to succeed in North America because they could play through three lanes um, and if they're gonna get top two in this group it's because of the fact that they can play through Broken Blade um, that's how it'll be done. Uh, if they if TSM goes in groups and has Broken Blade on weak side, oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh my god. Flame I, will, is I know, I know. Um, I would be very disappointed if they did not play through the one thing that they're doing that other teams are not right. Like yeah. they have multiple picks. I think Bjergsen and Broken Blade are just you know flexing within each other, and I think they should play. But you never know. You could always just be orange top, and then you're fucked. But <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I, I thought this was a really unique take. I, I really like this one. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really good. And I honestly, uh, I mean, you received a lot of praise from Twitch chat, Clint, but um, I think, you know, your ability to sort of back yourself up uh, on this uh, was pretty good. So thank you for the, the take. It was really great. Is there anything yeah, you want to say before uh, we move on to the next caller? Yeah, just, you know, uh, thanks for shouting out Montana for tonight. Um, and uh, have a great night, everyone. Hopefully world starts in two days. So I uh, can't wait. There we go. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. You know what this means, Travis? What's that? Montana is moving up to a pool one state for us. We're, pu it? we're pulling all Montana in callers. I'm yeah, I'm down. I like I like Montana. I'm down. That was a good call. They're they're really going good. directly to the main stage. Represented <laughs> Montana. Uh, yeah, people on the Twitch chat saying WTF, I love Montana now. Exactly. There we go. W says just in the show, it's all downhill from here. Well, you can't win them all. Um, all right, we got Mark coming in just a second. I would read a sub, but, um, no one subbed. Luminescent Echo is here. Luminescent, <laughs> where are you calling from? I am calling from Perth, Australia. Oh, okay. Very different than Australia. Oh! Than Montana. Uh, what do you, <laughs> what, first off, Raz, why were you so excited about that? Well, maybe Perth is not too far away from Montana because, like, it's the part of Australia that, you know, <laughs> no one really lives in. Okay. <laughs> well, Luminescent, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so my take was that the major regions shouldn't import the uh, wildcard regions players and focus on the local talent. Nope, too bad. We're going to take all your talent, Luminescent. It's so funny because when I when Good I luck. him... When I pulled him, I had no idea he was Australian. You know, I, I didn't hear the accent. And as soon as he gave me this take, I was like, ah, there's a new uh, layer yeah, onto yeah. this that I suddenly appreciate more. <laughs> also, you're a little you're a little breathy, Luminescent. I don't know if you can pull the microphone away or something, but I think we're catching your breath. Um, okay. All right. Give it give a defense for why you want us to leave your region alone. Um, 
I think it's already showing that the wildcard regions are already closing the gap to the major regions with the, these play-in stages. So, like, if you take away those, like, good players, like Ray, like, uh, Ellie, Ellie, Legacy's Rays and, like, uh, R7's Jose Diodo, then, like, those regions are going to get weaker with their stronger players being taken away. I mean, that's even more reason for us to take them. Do you think we want more competition? <laughs> we could just dismantle these regions easily by literally taking their best players from them financially. I have not heard a reason yet as to why we shouldn't import players. <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's just, yeah, I don't know. You weren't, you weren't uh, ready for that, that American no, mindset. I <laughs> no, I wasn't. Welcome to American imperialism, Luminescent. Yeah, we want to crush the little guy. Yeah, but I was just thinking, like, with uh, the competitive, uh, like, if with the stronger wildcard regions, it becomes, like, a better view of sport, as in, like, more competitiveness, these, like, stronger wildcard teams. <laughs> I mean... I think um, there's two sides to it because I, I I kind of agree a little bit with what you're saying about like hey let let these players get international experience they come back and hopefully you can level the region up as a whole um, that has had not always the best success um, you know like the emerging regions wildcard regions minor regions that had a million names at this point have been around for a long time and it, it's it's only recently that this has been taking place. Uh, I I wonder if if that's more infrastructure level than just raw player. I mean, we changed uh, like we literally did change the ability for us to import players from these minor regions, right, Mark? Yes, uh, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like the we we changed that last year, and and they're still doing well. Um, and you're giving these players a better opportunity than they would have in their domestic leagues in terms of salary and like the top end of their careers and stuff like that um so i think there's two sides to it i i, I understand where you're coming from but i'm not sure there's any data to back it up quite yet it makes sense in theory like what you're saying about okay you're taking our best players and using them of course we're going to be weaker but like when there's the big korean exodus korea was actually still better they just had new players um because the infrastructure was still better than, than lpl back then um you know and so I'm, I'm kind of in the boat where i'm like it, does it actually hurt like is there evidence for this or is it just a theory because i don't maybe someone can tell me something but yeah i mean i i would be really interested to know if i was the global head of esports i would want to know a lot of different things um about what the ability for these players to go to other regions would be. So for instance, if you told me this has benefited players in other regions because they can now make more money, um, for instance, where you know the the regions that they are in have to counterbid against, you know, what I guess LCS Academy offers or whatever, that could be good. On the other hand, maybe they can't afford to because the regions are not developed enough, they don't have enough sponsors. So like you you would want a lot of data around what it is, how much money these teams have that they can reasonably spend and what the leagues are making and how sort of um, how much of a struggle those leagues are in financially to, and how well they can compete against LCS um, well, on that front. I, I don't know how the like LMS teams feel. You know, I'm saying LMS because I know that it doesn't exist anymore. Like when Flash Wolves kind of blew up and they all kind of went to the LPL, and like now, Karst is on one of the best teams. Sword Art's on one of the best teams. Stake was a coach for someone, I think. RNG. Uh, 
Yeah. And he went around Rogue Warriors, RNG. He's been, you know, but he's yeah. been coaching, yeah. Yeah, but like individually, they have better opportunities given to them than they'd ever have in in their domestic. We're trying needs. to offer them a better life, luminescent. You would deny. I'm not saying that. I'm just your countrymen this better life in esports. I I'm just saying also that like, but then the PCS is still seemingly doing okay, which is kind of like the reformed version of the LMS, right? Like, I I guess I'm just saying like. Yeah, I would I'm I don't know where to land on it. Is I I'm up in the air. Yeah, I think it's no, I I think it's fair, Luminescent. I, I can understand why it would be concerning. Part of me feels like the fact that they allowed LCS to open up their import rules makes me feel as though Riot has decided that these other regions are not going to end up becoming as competitive as the major ones. Whether or not you think that's true or not, like I, I I'm not asserting that that is my belief, but you got to kind of imagine that they perhaps are considering these regions to be kind of like farm regions for the bigger uh, ones. Um, And I don't know, like obviously as an LCS fan, it is very exciting for me to be able to have this opportunity to go find this talent and, and bring them to our league. FBI is awesome, right? Um, but I can also understand why it would be concerning for you. Luminescent, do you think that OCE, for instance, would be as competitive? And I'm not challenging you. It's just like, do you think they would rise up to be on the level of LCS or LEC, for instance, given the time? If they were able to keep their players? Um, oh, it's a hard question. Um, I think I have I I personally don't watch too much OPL, but um, I think even then, well, what Legacy's shown at Worlds is really promising. So maybe, hopefully, in a few few years or in even a couple of years, they will um, start showing up. But so like, I'm not I'm not laughing at, at your thing. Uh, yeah, it's um, un, unrelated. But um, I, uh, just thinking about some of the imports, like uh, what Origins, Destiny, and I think is it Lost is also an import yep. from TSM's Academy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like they either get stuck on a team and then they don't do well or they just get stuck in like LCS Academy. So that's what just my thought was. My, because, I, I, you, know, you know, Travis, not letting me answer this question. He's trying my heart. No, I don't. Go ahead. And, we, we should just acknowledge what Twitch chat is going to be freaking out about in a second. Um, but, and we, we won't discuss it, obviously, but because I think it'll be really big global news. The President of the United States uh, and the First Lady have uh, reportedly both tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, Trump tweeted it just a couple minutes ago. Oh, did so he that's... tweet? Okay, yeah, I saw the, yeah. another tweet. So, Anyway, uh, sorry, we can continue, but I, obviously such huge news happening right now that reference. We were, we were like a little distracted best... during this yeah, call, yeah. so that, that's, yes. that's our, our, our fault. Continue. Yeah. It's a devastating news. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my take on it is it always depends on like i want the control and power to be on in two fronts on the players themselves and on the organization that has like a goal for their team right so like for the players uh each individual will always have their separate goals either to be their regional champions um to make it to an international event and like be able to show their worth there um or to get the best out of competitive league when they're in their prime 
uh, and some players want to be able to go in and, like to a different region to kind of show their worth there. That's that, I think that's all very admirable, and I want to be able to like these players should have the ability to kind of prove themselves, right? Especially if they're going to be taking up an import slot and you're from a minor region, like then you have to show so much in comparison to what is like, let's just say either a strong player with a resume at an LCK or LPL, like, you know what I mean? Like somebody who has a resume that's there against real competitive talent, like in, in that region. So I think that if they're able to prove that they can do it, God bless them. Let, let's go. Right. That's why, you know, uh, that, that's why I love seeing that when it's when it happens. Um, and then the second point of like the organization and what their goal is for their academy team, because if your academy team, you just want to be able to develop players that are there. Like a good example would probably be like I, you know, my team bringing up Chime, who's an, an, an incredible support player. Um, first time in a competitive environment in in, in academy. I know he played amateur games, uh, but like that's that's a great goal to have um if you want to boost your your um, lcs team instantly and you see like an, a, a talent let's say like jose diodo or something right and you don't have many import slots within your own team then you can just either just throw them right into the lcs and be like let's put them right in there with the big boys guy and let's see if, if he can fly or you can start by putting them in your academy team right from the beginning like i think that it depends on the organization the fans always don't have the context to it, but they should have the faith or, you know, until it gets broken, obviously, um, that they're doing it for the right reasons. Um, and let's see where it goes. I, I think that it should be open. And I don't mean open as in, like, LMQ open, um, because regional talent should get the opportunity to perform. Um, but, like, it should still be within the controls of the player themselves and the organization that's, that signs them. Hey, Luminescent, uh, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go to a quick break? Um, I guess just shout out to Legacy, who tried their best at Worlds, and shout out to any other OCE fans that are watching. Hell yeah. Shout out to OCE. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I really like the region. I visited it back in, like, 2014, and uh, I don't know. I, I would love to see them continue to do better, and uh, I, I apologize if we're plundering your player base. Have a good one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, we lost him. You just kicked him right when he No, he, 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 I pressed, whatever. <laughs> he wasn't saying anything, so I moved him. And as I moved him, he said, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Boom. Boots him out the door. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break to talk about draft buff. So this is really cool. Um, they, right now, we are running a Travis Gafford pick'em and a Travis Gafford uh, draft royale, which is where you can actually, like, Look, you've been building teams out of LCS players for quite some time with me and DraftBuff. Now you can put, build teams out of the world's best from all these different regions. Very, very exciting. I'm actually going to show you guys. So their Pick'em uh, on their app is kind of cool. Uh, they just rolled this out um, where it's the way you do it is you actually go uh, game by game or match by match. Um, I'm moving this around. I'm going to cover Mark because he's talking, I think, to a caller. Um and you you basically swipe on who you think is going to win uh familiar to to another type of app that you may be familiar with but it's kind of a really cool way of building out your pickem uh and i i think it's really neat that they've been building this and so you can go join the Travis Gafford Worlds bracket and compete against other people actually fun fact yesterday I streamed for those of you that weren't on the stream what we did was we actually had the Twitch chat 
we actually had the Twitch chat of, uh, sorry, Marcus. Anyway, we had the Twitch chat do the, <laughs> the pick them, uh, and we ended up with some very interesting results. So if you want to, uh, go up against my Twitch chat, uh, and again, they might be a little biased and see if you can beat them in the Travis Gafford, uh, world's draft, go handle the pick them or go, go do this. You can go to, uh, draftbuff.com I think slash Travis you can do exclamation mark draftbuff in the chat that'll be the link yep it is uh, draftbuff.com slash join slash Travis Gafford just if you're watching on the VOD go click the link in the YouTube description if you're watching right now on Twitch click that link right there sign up they are also giving away subs to the first 150 people who join the bracket or the draft royale and then also grab create like a small little league with your friends uh, four players or more build out a salary and do a draft uh, that way. So you can get a sub to the channel for free. Thank you so much, DraftBuff, for doing this. Really appreciate them. It's a great time to play uh, their games uh, during Worlds, and we uh, really appreciate their sponsorship of the show. And, oh, by the way, one last thing. I mentioned it earlier, but there is a DraftBuff channel on my Discord. They The DraftBuff folks are active in it. You can go talk to them right now if you want, and uh, and... Even if you're watching on the VOD or whatever, you can go join discord.gg slash Travis. Join there, and they, they check it, I think, throughout the day. So thank you to DraftBuff. Mark, you want to grab Ready our next caller? Call yes. Yeah, I would love to. He's here. He says, oh, we're already here. Astro Sparkle. Astro Sparkle, where are you calling from? The Bay Area, currently under fire. Oh, geez. Is it? <laughs> Again? up the valley fire kind of broke out so oh, that's right i did hear about that i'm sorry to hear that Ugh, it's been a tough year um either way what do you want to talk about on the show uh, point do y'all want to go with i think my uh, i pulled you for the the g2 one and yankos yeah so i think yankos gets a lot of flack that he doesn't deserve um a lot of people criticize him especially during the split and early playoffs that especially when like even hecker and Persar become more like mainstream really criticize him for not being able to pick him up and stuff. But I think that's kind of unfair because it's not really that Yankos can't play him. Um, I think he had one good Hecarim game uh, in there somewhere. I think it's more that G2, like stylistically, can't play them. If you look at what G2 wants to do, like G2, like everything starts with caps. Like, and just a quick tangent, like flashing back to 2019, G2 probably had the best macro out of any team, even though they didn't win Worlds. I still attest that they probably had the best macro overall. And like everything starts with kind of enabling caps. Um, anything they need, like Yankos, if you watch the G2 versus Fnatic, um, series that they had in playoffs, um, for finals, like G2, um, Yankos will come down from like the river, like he'll drop what he's doing, like whatever he needs to do for caps to set him up for success, he'll do. If he needs to be a TSM Santorum ward, he'll do it, right? If caps' lane gets frozen in a bad spot, he'll take that hit. Um, and I feel like when Yankos is on carry junglers, he kind of gets torn between do I need to set caps up or do I need to go farm and get gold? It also doesn't help that around the 18 minute mark, <laughs> those are no longer Yanko's camps. Those are Perks camps. Pretty much from like 20 minutes on, a lot of Yanko's farm comes from either turret plates or enemy uh, jungle camps. So I think it's unfair to kind of throw Yanko's under that bus and say he can't play carry junglers. I think just like G2 as a whole, like they need him to get their lanes rolling and going. I don't know what the um, analysts or fan expectations are of Yankos. I think Yankos is a smart jungler. I think 
and and the what you've just said like there are many junglers that have that kind of same role i suppose or you know responsibility um for me the only thing i've had against yankos is just some of the inconsistencies in decision making like not even that far off like versus uh what was their name again actually rogue sad uh versus rogue like when they got to like later portion of the game and they were in a position where I thought that G2, I'm not going to talk about the specific specifics. I'm just going to talk about like the overall setting because like not a, a lot of people remember that game. Um, I thought they had a really good map state. I thought they were really smart in G2, how like they set it up. And then like he just Hecarim charged into like three people when they could have just waited. And I was like, well, this is just a really weird decision. Like this doesn't make any sense in that context. And, if, and these are like issues that I have with um, Yankos a few times. So I think it's it's, it's a little hard. Because I think he's a really smart jungler. He's probably the smartest jungler in the LEC. Um, he for sure is, actually. Um, it's just kind of like the consistent points that I need to see from him. So he might have an amazing group. And, I'm not gonna, uh, and I expect players who were at the top before to hit that top again. Um, it's just my expectation from what I've very seen very recently. It's like it just wasn't there. Yeah, I think it's a, an interesting topic because it also kind of uh, touches some other teams as well like um t top esports uh carsa is team team ward bot that kind of goes around and does whatever they they need from him and is largely playing tanks because they're not going to be getting them out of their other roles except for maybe out of lumao but even then like especially not lumao yuyanja uh, but yuyanja will play like leona and these kinds of things um but you know he's he's often the, the other tank is Carsa, uh, and so I think Yankos is in a bit of a similar position, and he can play like aggressive champions, but in terms of being a carry, like how Selfmade plays a carry, that's not really Yankos' style. He's played Nocturnes, he's played Karthasis, he's play he can he can play everything, but he's obviously at his best when he's like initiator, playmaker, setup more than than carry. Even like Elise and these kinds of things are more about you know hitting that critical ability more so than like playing out a whole team fight. Um, so I, I, I kind of agree, and I, I kind of disagree. I think I don't blame him for this. I think it's what G2 needs. If you're going to have these soul laners focused on being their own carries, um, usually that's going to put the jungler into a more supportive role. And I think that that's fine. And he does that ex extremely well. Uh, and he's really smart, like, like Raz was saying. But the world's meta does feel like carry junglers are a big deal uh, right now. And... You know, like Lilia, Nidalee, Graves, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing one. Um, those are not necessarily the things that Yankos wants to be playing, I don't think. Like you said, the set is a good example. Um, Shen, uh, I mean, who knows if they're going to keep playing Volibear and stuff. He has a couple games on, on all the carries as well, but it's it doesn't feel like what he's going he's gonna to lean towards. Uh, so I, I'm curious how, how he'll actually end up adapting. And and if G two will adapt too, if they need him to. Astro, sorry, we're a little over time tonight because we uh, had the internet issues with Raz's stuff. But is there anything that you um, want to maybe say really quickly about your take, and then maybe a, a shout out? Yeah, just a uh, real quick. Yeah, I do agree with your point on like self made, but at the same time, like if you compare like Caps and self made in the Fnatic series, like <laughs> self made's gonna leave Nemesis high and dry if he needs to. Yankos is not going to do that, and like I don't fault Yankos for like not being able to play carry junglers because I just feel like he has a slot into that role where he needs to get his lanes going and needs to make sure they have a good early game because like Caps is great, 
But if Caps isn't unlocked to do Caps things, he turns into Craps. What's your uh, what's your shout out? Shout out! Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Astro. I appreciate cool. it too. Thanks for coming in. All right, off to the last caller now. Shout out to uh, Griff eight by three for gifting five subs. Jupiter two four one two. Crunchy kicks. Razzleplasm gifted a sub to Travis Scott McDonald. <laughs> there we go. B Morris is here. B Morris, where are you calling from? Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Oh, there yeah. you go. I mean, Calgary's a little better, but you know, I'm just gonna. Oh uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's little, a little unfortunate. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. What do you want to uh, talk about? So I'm gonna be the little TSM simp, I guess, because since there was two TSM callers before me, um, but I think that TSM will make it out of groups. I don't think that they'll get first in the group. However, though, I think Genji will get first, but I think that TSM has a stronger top side and that's going to let them get out of get into at least second in their group and allow them to get out of the group so i just want to say i'm sorry to be morris i want to apologize he was really the only specific tsm caller i pulled but the other two people ended up spilling into tsm there was one who was like all na teams are going to get at groups and then we ended up talking about tsm the whole time almost and then there was another one that was about like the importance of solo lanes and I didn't realize that I was going to then transition to TSM. So I'm sorry to be Morris. And if callers are like, why are there three TSM takes? There was only supposed to be one. Excellent uh, reasons, Mark. We, I'm just saying it's a live call show. Things, things go left, things go right. Suddenly yes. we're talking about TSM for the we fifth time. We never try to talk a lot about <laughs> TSM on this show <laughs> at all. Anyway. We don't look for a big headline yeah, yeah. from it. Be Morris. Okay, so... Uh, you shared your TSM take. You think they're going to get out second, and you think Genji first. Uh, Raz, you disagree with this. Yeah, he said topside. I actually wanted to know more about topside. Like, more specifically, which uh, matchup do you think favors um, TSM? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, so I think that the mid lane matchup, like, every, everyone kind of thinks that that the Fnatic is going to get second. Most Most people, most people that I've seen. And so, and that, like, I think that if it's either, if it's not TSM, it will be Fnatic, but I think that the top, like, the 3v3 is stronger slight edge to TSM, because if you look at the 3-0 that G2 did to uh, to Fnatic in the semifinals, or in the finals, sorry, Whipple, like, basically ran it down, essentially, that in that 3-0. Um, and so I think that if, if Broken Blade can just play carries top, um, they also lost to River Shen, which Spika is the person who uh, gave G2 that idea. <laughs> Perks confirmed that in an interview. Um, I think that they will be able to, and, and even in a best of one, uh, I think that they'll be able to just like bust out the River Shen, and I still don't think that Fnatic will be able to deal with it. And then I don't really feel too concerned about LGD. And I think that Bjergsen is going to be a lot better than Nemesis because he doesn't make any mistakes. Like Bjergsen is like pretty hard to punish, mm -hmm. and that's it's not like he's not making huge plays like Caps. Yeah, because he's not a he's not a I'm gonna go like one v nine, but he's just like very consistent and not very easily punished. Yeah, I like your point. I, I think I I fully agree on the the mid lane point. I think Bjergsen versus Nemesis is Bjergsen favor, but obviously it depends on like what champions are going to be playing. If Bjergsen just plays Zillion, then it really doesn't matter. He's not even playing for lane. Um, 
but I think that's a really strong point. Nemesis has had a, blast, a bad split. Um, and top lane is an interesting one. I think Whippo gets put on 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 an island a lot. Um, so like a lot of the times, Fnatic's game plan is to play through mid or through bot. And so like the kind of clash in styles is something that I want to look forward to. And um, by design, it feels like TSM like will have a better top side because that's where their priority is. If they don't have a better top side, they just lose. Because like, yeah. <laughs> like that's just what the plan is ultimately. And I do think like genuinely mid will be in TSM's favor. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with the point. I just I obviously still had a different take because I think as a team, Fnatic are just better. Um, and a lot of like they're a more creative team, which is always a positive in a best of one environment. Um, what some of the compositions they end up concocting. Um, and then around major objectives, I feel like they don't have those big flops that I see from TSM consistently. It feels like Fnatic ultimately knows what they're trying to accomplish. Hillasan is um, really good at being on top of that. So that's why I would have them. I think it, is, it can be close, though, like to the point you just said. I think uh, to play Devil's Advocate with the Caller, I still think, you know, like if TSM does get out, it will be the way that the Caller's talking about where, the, and you made a great point, Raz, about how different all these groups are. Like, this is not a group where the teams are playing the same way at all. TSM is is top focus early, uh, pick mid to give counter pick to top, go top with a lot of their resources. Um, Gen G is is bot lane. Fnatic is about setting a lot of time self made up, and then uh, LGD is l what people talk about the most is is mid jungle two v two and stuff with GA and Penis. Like I think each team has their own little twist in how they're playing the meta here, and I don't. I, I think Rascal is used to playing weak side in Korea and stuff. You know, like, I don't think TSM is going to throw something in that he's never seen before. But if TSM does get out against some of these other teams, it will be, like you're saying, a caller about top 3v3, not top 1v1. I don't, I'm not saying Broken Blade over Whippo, but like, Whippo doesn't get the support in draft and in game that, that, uh, Broken Blade does. And like you said, Whippo can run it down sometimes. And if he's getting, three manned frequently i'm not sure he's the best at stabilizing in those situations and that can be how they pick up some wins so i actually i i think i agree like i'm not expecting this i'm not expecting tsm to get out but if they do it'll probably be off the back of some of these kinds of plays yeah that's what i meant by like yeah 3v3 like it'll be like bjergsen and and speaker just like just turbo camping <laughs> you say three v three, but I'd be surprised if Nemesis and Self made her up there too. <laughs> yeah, well, they're gonna have to. Or yeah, I expect I don't expect Fnatic just to roll over either. Like I'm not saying it's gonna be a stomp, but like I feel like that's yeah. Well, either way, I'm really excited for that match. I think it's gonna be man, it's gonna be bonkers. Anyway, B Morris, anything you want to say before uh, we close out the show? Uh, yeah, I just want to say that I predicted that TSM would win the split on episode 134, I think. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right again, but I'm not 100% sure, but pretty sure. Love that and... confidence. <laughs> and I want to shout out uh, Asian Rice and Chisma and my girlfriend for, for staying up, yeah, waiting well, for me. Thank you so much to Asian Rice, Chisma, and B. Morris's girlfriend. <laughs> Love to have them supporting him as he calls into the show. Hell yeah. Doing? Yeah, thanks. You guys do. All right, time to close out the show. Mark, what do you got for us? Uh, not much. I'm debating whether I nap for a little bit and get up again at like midnight. Um, otherwise, I'll probably... Oh, you know what I might do tonight? 
if there's any late nighters with me, I might stream a random game just to like try and stay awake. I was going to do it last night, but then you and I uh, had pillow talk until 4 a.m. and then it was too late. But if you uh, turn on your stream in 15 minutes, I can raid you. No, 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 no fucking chance. I, it's more like I'll turn on at like one or two to help me get through the wee hours, and then you stream. No, I have a stream, and I randomly turn it on once every like six to months to two years. Uh, I'd probably be playing like old school emulator games. So if that's your if that's your shit, I might just drop by just to pelt insults like I do with uh, Travis in his Twitch chat whenever I'm there. True. Yeah, well, you're no longer a mod. Raz, ten, <laughs> 10 people will probably be there. Raz, so what do you, what do you want to shout out? Uh, big shout out to Golden Guardians, of course. Bah, 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 bah. Gotta rep that. Um, amazing organization and my amazing people. Uh, shout out to Flowers for some damn good casts. Um, enjoyed them. And uh, shout out to Worlds. And you people on Twitch chat for, you know, enjoying the show. Yeah. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, everyone. Sorry if I was a little on edge. Nocturnal is uh, affecting me. Uh, thank you for everyone who watched. Hey, we released a new episode of Run It today that is basically a stats-based analysis on why uh, top esports are the favorite to win. I think it's really, really good. Our It was cool. Our editor and Tim are knocking out of the park on those videos, so please go check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, please. I, they, people don't tend to watch very much stats stuff, but the stuff I think is... It, very approachable, even for people. If who you want to have dope ass facts to drop in Reddit and seem like the biggest brain motherfucker of all time, just keep watching the Run It series. Yeah, it's I, it's diff, very different than the content you normally see on my channel in a good way. Let's put it that way. Thanks so much to Raz for watching or for watching, but he didn't really participate. Thanks so much to Raz for being on the show. Thank you to Mark. Thanks for everyone else. Stick around on stream. I'm gonna ask for your help with a bounty. This has been Hotline League. Goodbye.